Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey everyone, if you are listening to this episode, it is February 2024. I'm still not really sure how we got to 2024. I also feel like January was 75 days long. So it's a weird balance between like, I don't know how we got here, but also how is it only February? But this month we are going to be focusing on all things heart related, specifically talking about love, which is a common topic for February. And we are going to start off this month talking about military marriage and military relationships. And I have the fabulous Brie Carroll here. I'm going to let her do an intro in a minute for herself and tell you guys about herself. But I'm going to tell you when I think of Brie, this is what I think of. I think of my friend Brie, our Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year for 2020 and 2021. She got a bonus year out of that pandemic situation. She is an entrepreneur. She is an engineer. She is a lover and encourager of people. She is a mom of three. So I know her house is never boring. Thank you, God, for not a quiet house, because if I don't say thanks, I might say curses. She is a military marriage advocate and the founder of Military Marriage Day. So she wears lots of hats. She takes turns putting them on and off. And without further ado, Bree, welcome to the podcast. Yay, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat and and really just share all the things you kind of alluded to and did a fantastic intro. So thank you so much for that. But if I could add anything, I'd like to just share that I am a regular schmegular military spouse who is out here just trying to do the best that I can do every day, caring for my family, caring for myself and those around me. I know you're a God girl and we just kind of follow the breadcrumbs and Because of following the breadcrumbs, I started with Hearts and Stripes podcast, which led me to receiving that recognition as the Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year. And then through that birth, Military Marriage Day. So this is just me following the breadcrumbs and trying to do and make a difference where I'm at. And it looks different in every season and just working on giving myself grace in all of those seasons. But I'm excited to talk about love and relationships for the month of February. Yes, I think one of the the things I love most about your approach to military marriage is, and, and we see this in leadership a lot of like, well, here's how you do things right. And I've never messed up and I've, I've done all the right things and I promoted early and I, you know, we see that on the military side, but I love yeah. this approach that you have, which I think we both sort of agree with as I help families with their meals and you talk about marriages is we're not out here saying, Hey, I've got it all right. Everything's right. dory Everything's exactly. perfect. <laughs> Let me it's tell not- you all the ways that I have done it perfectly. Right. It's more like this approach of like, listen, here's these things that didn't go great. And these really mm-hmm. hard lessons I learned, don't be like Heather Campbell. You should do better than I did, right? Yes, and so I love yes. your approach to military marriage with this transparency of like, hey, I'm recognizing like we're starting military marriage day because I'm out here to tell you military marriage is really hard. It is. It is. It's super Living with another human is really hard. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I love that, which is why I think it's interesting people. And, and I know 
I get the question a lot. Like, where did this passion come from for military marriages? And I often like to say, like, it wasn't necessarily a passion of mine. I followed the breadcrumbs and it is what my heart was turned towards. Like I was given a heart for marriages and it's not like this beautiful, exciting story. It's really one that was very hard and it hurt because we had, I'd like to say it was six service couples. They were like family and they were friends to us, close friends to us. And we saw six of them, six different relationships decide that they were going to separate and divorce within a year's timeframe. So this really started from a, what the heck is going on? And how do we have conversations around that? And that's where the podcast came from, right? It wasn't this thing of like, how could I save the world? And ah, here's marriage. I'm excited about marriage. No, I actually, (laughs) it is not sexy. And I know people may look at the, at military marriage day, you see the trademark, you see the pretty colors and you see all the things, but working in marriages and advocating for service couples relationships is not sexy. It's hard. And it's also nuanced. It's not one size fit all. And I think that's really the heart and the voice that I hope people get when they think about their relationship and they think about Military Marriage Day and how it can support you. And it's not a one size fit all. It's not sunshine and rainbows every day, but I'm also not going to beat this dead drum of like, this this life is hard. It's impossible. No, there are some beautiful stories of overcoming that we see Mm. in this community. And I think those voices need to be heard. There are also some lessons learned where people did in in separation. We need to understand that too. And that's kind of probably going to be my next big push that I try to encourage people because most people who think of or hear Military Marriage Day, they don't want to have the conversation if they've separated or if they've got through the divorce. I'm like, no, you got all the gems, sis. Like, my, my dude, like, tell us because if we are not identifying the red flags in our relationships, how will we ever be able to change that narrative, change that demographic, change the holding statistic of military divorce, which I always think people are like underwhelmed by because it's it's known that it is 3%. And I think oftentimes we look at that number and I, I haven't, I didn't prepare to do the math on that, but like, let's take the whole population of our service community. About 50% of that is married and then take 3% of that. When we do that math, look at the number and understand that those are individual people those are individual lives. And yes, 3% does not sound glamorous or sexy. And that's but 3% like, per year, right? Okay. That's per year. So that's- But in a given time, taking, 3% of our service members are going through a divorce. Correct. And multiple. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be clear. Because mm-hmm. just because they were a part of that 3% s- statistic a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, we also know service members who have remarried and separated multiple times. So like- they are a part of that statistic multiple times. So mm-hmm. I think as opposed to just looking at these big, these numbers and just being like, oh yeah, the divorce rate is low. Like if I go into any room or have any conversation with somebody and I just ask like, have you been impacted by divorce or separation? Or do you know somebody in our service community that has? Everybody's hand goes up. Oh, Everybody knows. Exactly. And that points to the fact that it impacts not just the couple, 
but it is part, it is a real part of our, our community. And it's something that needs to be talked about, not glamorized that we got it all figured out, but having real conversations to say, Hey, this assignment was really challenging on my relationship. Here are some things that I wish I would have did differently. Or here's here's something that came up for me at about year 10, because we were just talking prior to hitting record, like we're coming up on year 10. Listen, we got some growing pains going on. I was like, I feel like I'm qualified to, to talk about marriage now because like this hurts. Like this is this is hard. Walking right? through some fire, right? Yeah, we're walking through some fire. On. And I think that's what we want to have is real conversations on relationships real conversations on how to effectively communicate with your spouse, how to identify when they're pulling back, when you're pulling back, when it's not an equal exchange every time. You cannot keep a scoreboard of who did what. Like we have to have these real conversations in our community and I'm excited to have them through this platform. Yes. One of the things I see when I'm advocating right on the family side for families that are having a hard time getting food on the table, we we have yes. this statistic, right? One in four military families is struggling with food insecurity, meaning they're not necessarily going hungry, but they're real stressed about how they're going to make ends meet and make it happen. Yes. And there's lots of, just like military marriage, there's lots of different reasons it happens. Sometimes it's loss of spouse employment or childcare or housing or, or you know, medical needs that aren't covered under TRICARE. But one of the things that people forget about is when you have these blended families, when you have child support or alimony going to another household while Mm -hmm. also still balancing your one income military household, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't help you qualify for things necessarily like WIC or like nutrition assistance. And you'll still kind of, I've seen, you usually have two camps. People like, wow, I didn't know this was a problem. How can I help? Or, well, y'all did that to yourselves. Like, well, you got remarried or you got a divorce and you're the one yeah. supporting, right? And so it, it's really important. And I love your approach to military marriage. Same that I see in the family side. Not everybody's story is going to look the same, which means our resources and our solutions cannot look the same either, right? And Lord knows, and lots of people, you know, we have a, a certain recruiting base that we see in the military of where we're typically recruiting from. So we're typically bringing in some baggage. My husband brought in like a carry-on size baggage. <laughs> I brought Oconus worth of baggage into yeah. our marriage, right? But he's got to help me carry it now. So yeah. i these things and realizing that our stories aren't going to be the same. So I love that you have, you know, very different marriages and even, you know, open it up to those relationships that are, are serious or seriously considering marriage or are recovering from a yes. military marriage and yes. realizing that impacts our wellness. And of course, we know that how we're dealing in our personal relationships, our, our siblings, our parents, our children, and our intimate relationships, like that's really, really important when we're looking at our well-being and creating a ready force, right? A war fighting yeah. force that's ready for the mission. We got to make sure that that things are safe and stable and solid at home so that yeah. our war mm-hmm. fighters can do the things that they need to do, right? So yeah. with that, I'm interested. We know that marriage is hard. We know that our overall divorce rate is about the same as the civilian population. We're not necessarily better or worse. We know that at any given time, 3% of military members are experiencing a military divorce. Why does it feel so difficult to care for our marriages and for ourselves within the military community? We know that marriage after kids is hard. We know all these things, but like, I feel like, am I just complaining or, you know, no, you seeing no you're not why it feels harder. Yeah. And, and what we're seeing honestly is when we take into that account that 
our statistic and that stat for divorce rate is similar to our civilian counterparts. What we are not taking into account is that military families experience the top five stressors more than any other group, right? And it's because, and if you go ahead, do a Google search, you guys got homework, like do your own search. What are top five stressors? Like you're going to see that it's move, that it's a separation. You're going to see that it's loss. You're going to see that it's that movement, right? You're going to see the things that you're going to be like, oh yeah, that happened to me last year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. You're experiencing the top stressors as a part of your regular military lifestyle that impacts our relationship on repeat. And we know it's coming. So you are not fully, some, some, right, are not even fully healed and recovered from one past stressor and you're getting ready for another. Heather, you and I can attest to this. We got PCSs. I feel like I've been moving every year, right? Like back to back. We had a, a season where we had like, we were post-deployment, so we yep. had to house. And in our first duty station, I say our first duty station, Tyndall, is where we learned to be grown-ups. We flipped a house, had two babies, got married, lost my father-in-law. I quit my job, and my husband had his first deployment in See? two and a half years. That's a lot of really big grown-up stuff. And then we moved what I lovingly call frozen Timbuktu. We moved to Isles and Air Force <laughs> out in the boonies. I'm exactly. still not working. I've got a one- and two-year-old. Then right as they turned two and three, I had a very complicated pregnancy. It was in the hospital all the time. My husband was TDY. Money was tight because I couldn't find a job, right? And we're still trying to reintegrate from that deployment he had last year. And all of these things, when you look exactly like you were saying, they compound these on repeat. We often are having multiple at the same time. Yes. Um, But then, you know, sometimes there's a lack of resources and feeling like, well, I must be the problem. And I know you and I have talked about this on your yeah. podcast on Hearts and Stripes, where I went through a season where I thought that marriage was hard because I must not be cut out for being married to the military. Mm-hmm. And that motherhood yeah. was hard because I must not be a good mom. And that money was tight because I wasn't working. And the problem in our family was me. And I was the one who was creating the problem, right? Because there was yes. a lack of resources and lack of conversation. Yeah. And I yeah. thought everybody else had their ducks had it figured out. Right. I'm the only one out here in these streets, like not keeping myself together. Right. You're not alone. I love that you have this open mindset of like, Hey, let's talk about why this is hard. Yeah. And, And I love that this question, because oftentimes, and thank you for sharing that and being transparent about your own experience. We need more people to do that. The reason why we feel like, oh, it's just me. I just am not doing this right. Mm. It's because we're not sharing and having these stories and like letting people know what our true experiences are. We like to go on Facebook and Instagram and just show the highlight reel, but we're not showing like how I started my 2024 off crying every day because Mm. it doesn't always have to be like these big infidelity or big financial pitfalls or like distrust. Like it's not these big things, but it's like death by a thousand little cuts. It's like you, your marriage is taking a hit from all of these small little things and you don't have time to like recover from them. If you're not leaning into the resources, if you're not like really being intentional about it. And honestly, can I just give y'all a pass really quickly? It is hard to be intentional about your marriage and about your family when you are just trying to survive. You are in Girl, survival so mode. I don't want to have these hard conversations. I don't <laughs> want to get into this right now. We just got the kids tucked into bed. 
I'm yes. trying to, now I got to go do these dishes and pack their lunches. And then I got to supervise the field trip later this week. Yes. Got to go to finance about that, whatever given thing. And then I got to call the movers, right? Like, I don't want to have this hard conversation right now. Like, yes. let's just deal with it later. And, and I know it for us in that hard, after we had that real hard season, it entered a hard marriage season. And I remember telling friends in yeah. that season that he is a great parent. He's still, even when things were really hard for us, he's still my favorite person. But us, you know, you you put things on the yes. back burner and, and us, marriage had been on the back burner for too long. And he was a fan, still is fantastic roommate, fantastic co-parent. Team Campbell makes a really yes. good leadership team. But there, there was a lack of attention to the intimacy and the specialness exactly. of why we got married in the first place, right? But then to sort of re-enter that conversation is really uncomfortable and, it and is. difficult to do. It's kind of easier to ignore it. Yeah, it is. And I think oftentimes what like you are not alone. And I hope that your listeners can also like resonate with this. Oftentimes what I'm seeing is that when you are in the hard assignments or you're in the hard spot, you are in survivor mode. And then mm. when you get to an assignment that's a little more like a little more relaxed, you can kind of get a tempo and a pace. Guess what? You're getting hit with all the residual conversations that you never had. Mm -hmm. And now you're having to face hard things. And you know what? We don't want to have the conversation. Like we don't want to dig into the things because it starts feeling like we are disagreeing more than we are like just working together as a team. But can I just share from someone who is like actively going through it, I had to change and reframe my thinking around having hard conversations because the reality is it's not something that comes easily. Like if you want a marriage that is thriving, a marriage that is healthy, like just like you got to go out into that in, into that yard and pick out those weeds and it's labor intensive and it may be hot outside and you may have a thousand other chores to do. If you want that garden to be beautiful, you have to tend to it. So reframing hard conversations of like, you know what, at the end of this, it's going to be worth it because I'm doing the work. Another just piece of encouragement that I have for, for those out there are to, it, it's something that I learned at a marriage conference, EXO marriage conference. I don't know if they still do it, but one of the things that um, really resonated with me and something that I'd forgotten in this past season was and, and you know he uses a, a a flying analogy which of course of course you love of course right. I, right of course I love but one of the rules that he had about marriage that I learned from this conference was like the first thing that you need to realize about your relationship is that it can fail your plane can crash mm -hmm. autopilot is not is not an option like acknowledge that number one acknowledge that your plane will crash and me being like oh no, my partner's my best friend. Everything is amazing. This is wonderful, right? Not having a whole lot of assignments under our belt, right? Yes, it was, we were in a great state. And I think that was nourishing for us at that time. We didn't realize it, it was preparing us for it to go through the harder things. Yeah. But two, autopilot is not an option. You and your spouse are pilot and co-pilot. You figure out who's sitting in what seat. Like, yeah. that, that's between y'all. Y'all figure out what's sitting in what seat. And sometimes it changes. Other. Because it changes. It absolutely changes. When Honey was going and he was always TDY and he was always on the go for our house, I was like, I got the stick. Like, I'm the one who's flying this thing right now, right? Yep. And he could tap in when he could tap in. And then I, ha I hand it off, like, in, in different seasons. The, the big point that I want people to acknowledge is, one, let's not be so 
ignorant to the fact that our relationships can't fail, that we just throw on autopilot and think that it's going to be okay. It's not. You have to do the work and find whatever that rhythm looks like. And for us, it might even be like, hold on, we need to like, let's land this thing real quick. Yeah. And let's get on the same page because we can't figuring it out up here in this air is not, no, it's we, not, we need it's, land it's not healthy. We need to land. We need to refuel, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's just keep the, let's keep the pilot analogy going, right? Yeah. We, we need to refuel. We, we need, need to, to have fi- that forced rest. We need to have, we do, right? We need to get on crew rest for a second. And I think more couples need to hear that because it is not just like clear skies and like, we're just going to get from here to being 30 years of marriage without seeing some turbulence, without needing to refuel, without needing to get some engine maintenance, like without like you, these are things that couples need to be aware of, which is why I love how our team with Military Marriage Day is shaping this because it is a space where you can proactively or reactively tap into Military Marriage Day and the resources that we have so that you can get those tune-ups and those check-ins and the things that you need. And it's like I like I mentioned, it's not one size fit all. It's not. It's not. Okay. We're going to pause and hear from today's sponsor for this episode. And then we're going to be right back because I, you've got so much goodness to share and I want to hear more. Trust is everything. For 140 years, Navy Mutual has been safeguarding your family and your future. Navy Mutual's financial strength and stability ensures they'll be there when you need them the most. They are there to provide members high quality, low cost life insurance and annuities, educate the military and uniform service community at large on matters of financial security, and to help members secure their earned survivor benefits. With commitment, competence, and character, for Navy Mutual, it's all about trust. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We're here with Bree Carroll talking about the hard work in military marriages and you know, sharing a little bit about the journeys we've both been on. And we haven't even been married that long. We're coming up on 12 years. You're coming up on 10 you know, but we're in that middle season, right? With kids and, and the military career and the moves and, and we're not every season of military career is moving every year, but I'm in that season. You're in that yeah. season. So there's a lot more intentional work that, that has to happen. I know we were just talking about military marriage day resources. And, you know, before I have you share some with us, I want to say as somebody who went through that difficult season, we had a conversation of like, listen, like, Obviously, we're Air Force, we're not Navy, but you know, for the boat analogy, like for ship analogy, excuse me, Navy people, don't come out. Right, right. Don't come for us. Don't come for us. Don't come for (laughs) us. But like we, the boat was taken on water, right? And we were in it. We had to decide, are we going to fix this or are we going to abandon ship? Because we can't keep going the way that we're going. We got to make a plan. And like I already told you, you know, before we met Brie, I had, I was looking at those life jackets. Like I was ready to jump out of this boat. Like, listen, this is going to be really hard work to fix this thing. I don't want to do it. And thank God we, you know, we both decided the same thing. We're going to fix it. And I will say that there's a lot of freedom on this side of that difficult season. And it won't be our last difficult season, but knowing that we both got to a point where it really was a breaking point in our marriage and realizing that we both stayed and we both did the hard work. There's a lot of freedom and just trust that comes knowing that this person that I've chosen to live life with chose me back and is still choosing me back and is here for the hard work because what we have, we call ourselves team Campbell, what team Campbell has the life that we're building is worth doing the hard work. And Mm -hmm. although there was a season when I was looking at those life jackets and ready to jump, right. 
knowing that you have a partner who will go through those hard seasons with you and have come out the other side and we're in a good kind quasi autopilot right now. Like we're, we're okay. There's Mm -hmm. other stressors in our life right now, which are taking a lot of work and we're still staying really connected and checking in with each other. And it's just a gift to be on this side of a difficult season. So I'm hoping we've got some tools in our toolbox for the next difficult season, but I want to know, you know, as you're going through this, as you're working with these families, as you're seeing different things that work for different people, so those different yeah. points, different resources, what are the top like three or four, you know, those top resources that you would recommend to somebody who's saying, Hey, I'm in the military. I, I think we need counseling or we're having a hard time. Where do we go? Where do we start? What would you tell somebody? Yeah. And I love this question because I group them in three different categories. So I look, I try to share free. I try to share family and I try to share feasible. So think free, family, and feasible. So the first one, when I think free, I often like to point people in the direction of what are resources that are attainable to our service community at no cost. That's like military one source. That's our chaplain. That's our MFLAC, right? Those are great places to get free resources and free support for your service relationship. So always encouraging free because I don't want income or finances to be a barrier for people to get help. The second category of family, I'm not necessarily talking about the people who like raised you because I know uh, like trigger warning if people are like, I can't stand my family. I'm talking about the family that you choose, Mm -hmm. right? So that's community. What community support Do you already have around you? Because let's face it, if you do a call into military one source, that's great, but they can't necessarily put eyes on you and say like, hey, you look like you're having a bad day. Can I buy you a cup of Starbucks, right? You need some people who are around you, who can look at you, who can, who know what you look like on a good day, know what it looks like when you're struggling and they're willing to wade through some of that with you. So maybe that's a church community. Maybe that's you just finding like a, uh, I like to call it like my accountability couple. Like there's a, a couple that me and my spouse will go and we'll have like evening chat with, and, and we'll just be like, oh, he's on my, he, he gets on my nerves here. And then yeah. they'll be like, really? We're going through the same thing. And, and it's that accountability to where you're able to hear like, you're not alone. They can speak into your relationship. I like to say, maybe find a couple that's like a little bit more seasoned than you because then like they already went through the thing. So they can just tell you the cheat code and and vice versa. Like it's, it's great. Yeah, I'm not about to ask no newlyweds how I can balance all these kids. And Girl, no. Like, yeah, Girl, I don't know. So I the family that, that you my choose. Person. <laughs> exactly. The family that you choose. So it's free, the family. And again, the family that you choose or community that support that you have, the last one is feasible. So hands down, I am always going to say, check out Military Marriage Day. And what most people think is that Military Marriage Day is just a holiday that is celebrated on August the 14th annually. That is true. And we have a resource hub. So if you are listening, grab your phone and download the Military Marriage Day app. The reason why we established this app is because no one is going to stand up and raise their hand on social media and be like, my marriage is horrible. Help me. So it right. with the app, we give it, it's right in the palm of your hands. You can go in there and you can search the resource that is the most feasible for you. So the Military Marriage Day app is going to be where you find different options. And when I say different options, we're talking about 
content, books, right, that can be a support because maybe that's what you need. Maybe you just need a podcast to listen to in addition to this one that is going to help speak life into your relationship. But maybe you're you're looking for a coach. You can search for coaching and group support in the Military Marriage Day mm-hmm. app. Maybe you need non-clinical or clinical therapy, right? Those are options that you can look for in the Military Marriage Day app. So I like to say that the app is growing and becoming the one-stop shop for military marriage support. We're going to continue to add providers. So if you maybe are listening and you're like, I downloaded app, this resource was great for me and I don't see it in the app, guess what? We are adding to it every week. So please share that with us so that we can vet the resource and we can add that so someone else can benefit from it as well. Yes. Oh, there's so many times that I've talked to like my chosen people, right? Or they've given me recommendations or, hey, you need to listen to this book or, hey, like check out this resource. Or we had something that happened that I was, it was a shared fault situation, right? It's never one-sided, but there, it was definitely weighted. Yeah. <laughs> and he had more of the fault. Okay. Like let's, of course. Yeah, we can it. call it. We can call it. He had, he had more of the fault in this particular circumstance. And I was just unloading on one of my chosen people. I'm like, Oh, you know, this and this, and, and I'm just so angry or disappointed or hurt or whatever. And it was like, I hear you. Your anger is justified. However, mm-hmm. have you thought of these ways that you were contributing to this situation or this behavior or this circumstance or this decision, right? Have you evaluated where you might've been pushing him away for these things? And, you know, kind of stepped on my toes a little bit, but they also had really great resources to recommend as well. That was, Hey, not only, Hey, Heather, here's your side of the accountability. Here's some things to think about as you can move forward from this. Right. So I love that you say, you know, that family piece, and then also what's feasible we didn't have a lot through military one source in that season at that time in our place. Yeah. We didn't have it through our church. They didn't do marriage counseling at the time. And so we had to find a resource that worked for us, that worked for our schedule, that worked for, you know, exactly. the season we were in. So I love that you're bringing that all together because this, when we went through, it was pre-military marriage day and the app and pre-hearts. Yeah. And so I it was a lot of legwork, which goes back to that, like, man, I don't want to have these hard conversations. And now I'm having yeah. to do the hard work to find my own life. Exactly. Right. So I love that you, you bring that together. Of course, you, you told us about the app. Now, what if maybe I'm listening, marriage is good, or I want to share some resources, or I want to just join the team. Tell me more about Military Marriage Day. How can people join the work that you're doing? How can they serve? And how can they come alongside this mission that you have to encourage and support military marriages? Yeah. And this is so, so timely. So thank you for the opportunity to share, but you can head to militarymarriageday.com. So if you start at militarymarriageday.com, if you want to become a military marriage day ambassador, we have ambassadors throughout every state. You can reach out to us and we can add you to that list. What that looks like, those are our hands and feet. Help advocate for service marriages in each state. For those who are tracking, we get a proclamation from each state who recognizes military marriage day. And our goal is 51 proclamations. That looks like from all 50 states and a presidential proclamation, because that really opens the doors to how we are able to serve when we're DOD recognized. And that is a part of our path to becoming DOD recognized so that we can help really bridge that gap between service couples and resources. The second thing that I'm going to highly, highly encourage you to do, and if there's anything that you do 
from this episode. I hope that you would be encouraged to share your story, to share your insight of how your military marriage is going. And the way that we have made it available for you to do that is through the military marriage survey. So our 2024 survey is actually live from February 1st to, uh, I believe it's the 19th, wrapping up right after uh, Valentine's Day. It's timely. You're thinking about your relationship. And you know what? We want you to be heard. We want to understand the challenges in your relationship and the impacts to your relationship because the Military Marriage Day, that survey will actually help inform the conversations that we have when we advocate, the conversations that we have with leadership and inform those who are providing these resources because not only do we house the hub of different resources, we also will provide the report back to them to say, hey, I know you're talking about, I don't know, finances, but the survey from 2024 indicates that the real pain point here is like parenting or is really pornography or is really these other like substance abuse. Please look at this area and talk to our community or or come on and let's have more conversations around these areas because this is what the community actually, this is where we're hurting. And I think as opposed to just assuming where we all are, this survey will really help keep a pulse on how we're really doing. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to, you know, make sure that it's all open-ended so I can really put some paragraphs in there because there it is, it things is. I've learned and, and things that are in different seasons of marriage, right? And sometimes it's as your kids age or you've been married longer or the assignment that you, you know, where you guys are living. And then even on that transition side, right? We've got families who are transitioning. And so they're going to have different pain points than me, you know, sort of in the middle of the rat race on the hamster wheel, they're going to have insight too. So I'll be sure to share that. We'll make sure that that link is in our podcast episode notes so that people can go and find that. And then in addition to the app, in addition to militarymarriageday.com, where are you on socials? If people are getting in and they're doing their scrolling, right? Where can they find you and just add you to their their newsfeed that's coming up? Yeah, go ahead and add us. We are everywhere at Military Marriage Day. So Instagram is our favorite place to play. Please connect with us there. We would love to hear from you. And hey, couples out there who are sharing, celebrating anniversaries, birthdays, or you're taking pictures and and you're sharing and showing your love, tag us on these platforms as well. We want to celebrate you. We want to highlight you and share your story because it's encouraging to others as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bree. It's always such a joy anytime I get to talk to you, but even better when I get to like pick your brain and share all the goodness with the people listening. Yes. I know here at Mill Housing Nation, we focus on a lot of different ways that we can support our community while we're moving around. And so, you know, bringing in this conversation of military marriage is not something that we've done before. So I knew when we were brainstorming what to do, I would, you know, I kind of asked the team like, Hey, can I do this? And of course, yeah. they were all for it. They were very excited to have you. So we're we're glad to have you here. Yes, um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And for everybody listening, be sure that you subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.